You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that you know Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton studio in various historic Colorado and New York beer districts. This is the Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over 1 million times all over the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. We've got people scattered all over the United States tonight. Please sign in with your name and location. <laughs> I am uh, I'm I'm special, present, and counted for in Lakewood, Colorado. Pod, where are you at tonight? I am in the marital bedroom in Salida. I am, as you can see from my Zoom photo, in an aspen forest in early October. <laughs> Even though it's July fifteenth, Dilo, who will be joining us here shortly, is in New York City. Or maybe New York State. I don't know. It's all the same state. to me. I think it's just yeah. state. I, I like to say the city because, you know, why not? I mean, if you're in New York, it's all city, right? No, yep. that's not no. right. Okay, very good. Uh, all righty, P.O.D., what is on the menu tonight? We've got a bit of a pared down show tonight. Oh, we should mention Triple O is ill disposed this evening. He may or may not be somewhere between Florida and Arizona. We don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. So we won't be doing our hotline calls um but we do have some uh, audio clips and our trail of the month and our donors and we actually have some fun beer to talk about tonight too yes we do and so you are our trail of the month this evening correct i am and I'm reporting on the trail of the month do you want to give us a tease sure i'm going to be talking about the southern Sierra High Route, which is abbreviated capital S, lowercase o, S-H-R, which all the cool kids like to call the Socher. The Socher? Yes. Excellent. Nobody calls it that. Actually. Uh, tell, please tell me nobody calls it that. The uh, yeah, the Socher. It's great because there's so many times, <laughs> there's so many times a day where you're like, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. so sure. <laughs> okay. Well, that is funny. I will, I will grant it that. Yeah. All right. Let's get right into beer of the month. So um, here in Salida this evening, our good friends, Trail Show VIPs, Eric and Lisa, they brought us a couple of backcountry bombers, a.k.a. 32-ounce crawlers. So these are 32-ounce cans of beer from... Avalanche Brewing Company in Silverton, Colorado. And the two that they provided tonight, we've just cracked the first one, which is the Hard Rock Strawberry Rhubarb Goza. And Spesh, you would enjoy this too. It's good. Um, oh, yeah. Here's what it mm. says. It sounds delicious. 
The Hard Rock 100 Strawberry Rhubarb Goza is a tart and salty style of wheat beer that hails from Leipzig, Germany. This is the Avalanche Brewing Company's first sour beer. The tartness of rhubarb is a perfect combination to the Goza style. The salt provides electrolytes, making this beer a great thirst quencher on a hot summer day. Enjoy. And I would say that this is more tart than sour. There's a difference. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a big difference. And, you know, Gozas typically are more tart than sour. And they're a lot more quaffable, in my humble opinion. Um, I can definitely taste the salt in this beer. But I will say that it's um, quite delicious. Peauty, what do it you is. think? I think it's delicious as well. It's very refreshing. It's hot out today. I think um, Special probably, probably needed an IV of this in his <laughs> Florida times. But Yep. Mm. Well, I can make my glass kind of halfway disappear. Yeah, it looks kind of like it's a half glass. But anyway, yeah, I think it's delicious. Um, stoked that Eric and Lisa thought of us when they were in Silverton. Yep. We'll be cracking the other crowler later this evening. Stay tuned. Spesh, how about you? I uh, did not make it to the beer store. Oh, but there's on, tons man. of beer in that house, isn't there? I don't, I don't own any of the beer in this house. Okay. Well, we I think there's, I think drink. there's a Modelo in the in the refrigerator. I mean, maybe I'll go grab that a little later. I'm not sure whether it's. That's a good summer beer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe. So yeah, I did. I didn't make it to the beer store. Oh. There's also a lot of liquor in that house, if I remember correctly. I mean, liquor I, is I just, quicker. I just brought some liquor here too. Oh, okay. but... <laughs> you bring some brown liquor or clear liquor? <laughs> uh, I got, I got, a, I got, I've got options. <laughs> brown. Oh my god. Liquor. Oh that, my god. That brown liquor will send you down the hole real quick, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, beer you of the go month on now. Thank you, Eric and Lisa. All right, let's get right into trail news. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news with Special 41. Here it is. Okay. Well, we got a few items. We won't, I don't think we're going to go into huge depth on anything, but um, I'm going to start with a, a bear attack, uh, Great Smoky Mountains. 16-year-old girl uh, was sleeping Ooh. in a hammock in, you know, a little after midnight and, um, and her family was like nearby or, or whatever. And uh, a, large, uh, a large bear uh, attacked her and her family managed to drive the bear off, but uh, she received multiple injuries, including lacerations to the head um and uh, she remained conscious throughout the whole thing and was in stable condition and that's pretty much all they said uh in the article and i didn't i didn't find any uh, updates as i looked real quick uh anyway um i feel like we just talked about a bear attack oh, and it's been a bunch uh, and yeah um it's that there have been what seemed to be sort of a lot uh in the last year or in the last few months really uh, so yeah, maybe a good time for people to, you know, remember to be, be bear aware in their camps and in their practices. 
and uh, mm -hmm. may maybe not a bad idea to have some bear spray. You know, could we, let's talk real quick, though, about being attacked by a bear in a hammock. Let's so, do it. I've heard people jokingly refer to hammocks as bear pinatas. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, like if you're in a tent being attacked by a bear in your tent, probably is only a small percentage better. But I feel like if you're in a hammock and you get attacked by a bear, POD, you're the, you're the, I don't know. I've never hammock camped. Like how quickly can you get out of a hammock? Can you get out of a hammock quicker than you could get out of a tent? Yes. You really? I think I mean, so. Like the oh. Hennessy hammock because there's a yep. giant okay. uh, Velcro at the bottom. The problem though, is that when you're getting attacked by a bear, it's pretty hard to make. I, I would guess I've never been attacked by a bear, but it's, Nothing Seems like it'd be very difficult to make sense of what's going on, you yeah. know. Like if a bear has your head in their mouth, which sounds like happened to this person. Oh my god! Like, which sounds not, like often happens to people when they get attacked yeah, by a bear. Yeah, like it's not like you're like, oh well, that that opening's just right there. I'll just open it up and just jump right through. Like, why? It's a good you know. thing I practice my quick bear evacuation hammock technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Um, okay. I, I'll say this about that. Uh, I, I feel like if you're in a tent and a bear comes to attack you, the first thing that that bear does is, is like pounce on the tent, you know, like it yeah. might sniff around it or something, but, uh, it's probably not going to swat at it so much as, as like, like pounce jump. or, or jump on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe not great to immediately start the encounter already under a bear. If you're in a tent. Versus if you're in, yeah. in a, a hammock, maybe there's more of a swatting action and you get, you know, some of that force and, and whatever mm. makes you swing versus makes you just get crushed. Uh, so I don't know, um, yeah. maybe marginally not as terrible, but uh, probably not better by no. much. Uh, yeah, do we know did that happen along the at in the smokies or was it just some other part oh of the let's park? see um it was it's a big park i, read, I mean it yeah i read the location but i don't recall it offhand okay. um well let's hope it wasn't along there, the there were actually two bears uh, seen near the camp um that morning anyway yeah so there's there's other details uh but you know ultimately it's uh it's another bear attack story and yeah. even though that seems to have not often been a common thing in the past th this year we seem to have a little bit of an uptick on it so um I, I feel like i should probably just mention this one real quickly but we won't go into it but uh during all of those hot temperatures recently there was a hiker on the pct who uh who did die uh whoa from from heat uh or heat related stuff uh heat precipitated injury they, ba they basically they there was somebody near highway 74 on the pct and uh firefighters were called to to treat them um it was a woman who her hiking partner said she collapsed and was like trying to catch her breath and uh, she did not make it the temperatures out there were extremely hot we're talking about um, the region was having record high heat uh, with temperatures in nearby Palm Springs uh, oh, reaching yeah. 120 degrees um, on both Tuesday and Thursday. So this happened on Wednesday. So like 
you know, uh, the temperature in Anza was about a hundred degrees, uh, at the time. So dude, it's yeah, July. Man. It's July. Who's hiking on the PCT in SoCal right now? Well, it, I don't know that it, it didn't sound to me like it was a through hiker. Uh, it okay. was just, it was a hiker that was out there on, on oh the trail. Gosh, man. Um, so what? yeah, heat it's serious business and it can take you out. So maybe, maybe try not to get taken out by that. All right. I can't not say, Hey, bootleg fire, um, Oregon, 227,000 acres as of, uh, an hour ago when I checked, uh, this has destroyed 21 homes. It's only seven, 10, 7% contained again, as of like an hour ago when, when I checked, uh, and there is, um, many people in the, uh, the Lake County um, area who are under evacuation or who, who, who've either been evacuated or who are, who are under a, like, you know, get ready to go at any minute. If we ask you to sort of a, an order uh, sort of related to this, I just wanted to mention um, fires in general um, out of control all over the place. If you go on uh, Insiweb, I-N-C-I-W-E-B, if you just Google that, it'll bring you to it, but it's the incident information system. Uh, and it's got like a, a map of the US. And if you look at it and you drew a line, like basically down the front range of Colorado, yeah. uh, that, you know, Montana, Utah, half of Colorado, and then right down through New Mexico, and then you went west, there's fires everywhere, mm. all over yeah. the place, huge numbers. Um, there are, you know, I saw an article, a discussion about these fires, you know, saying like, hey, is this the the end of, of being able to do through hikes in the west? Because it's kind of tough what? to make it through any any of the, well, think about the PCT any uh, given year. Make it through know, clean Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, there's uh, what's his name? Timothy Allen Olson, who's out there trying to do the FKT right now. And he had to do uh, some fire dodging, um, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be pretty rough uh, to to get through unscathed or, or without skipping or missing miles due to fire closures and, and reroutes. Mm -hmm. um on on the western trails is sort of the point and yeah. and whether we're careful with fires or not uh as climate change uh really starts to kick the out of us this is going to happen we're going to have more fires and um oh, it is so, yeah it's already happening and if you go go on InsuWeb and and have a look at this map and man anywhere where there's like trees in the west they're on fire you know what i mean so and we're smoked out are you guys smoked out in lakewood there's definitely a, yeah, I was looking out my, my office window today and there's just sort of a haze throughout the, the whole atmosphere. Yeah. We've, we've been so, smoked for about a week now. It, we did get some rain yesterday, which cleared it out briefly, but now it's, it's thickening up again pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, not like we can as hikers prevent all of this stuff from happening, but good Lord, I, I sure feel like as a community, it would be great for us to really get behind this idea that you don't need a fire. 
uh, and that, yeah. and, and that they're just not cool, man. Just stop yeah. having them, please. Poor favor. Let's not, let's not help, uh, the, the destruction, uh, get any worse than it's going to get already. Um, and then on to a fun story to end things with. And I know you said three max, but I'm going for four. All uh, right. Is, uh, this chick fly in, this is a new, um, apparel item for uh, vagina oh. having humans oh, uh, yeah. and this allows uh, them to basically it's like a fly for women um, so that they can kind of like it's there's no zipper it's just sort of like overlapping fabric in a way that mm. allows them to be able to like pull it apart and be able to just more easily squat without being like all out there or having to like yeah. pull a leg out or whatever uh, so it looks pretty cool. POD, um, POD. This is all you. Mm-hmm, yeah, got to try this out. Uh, I'm it sure there's like kind of thick, but I'm sure there's a, a lot of reps from the Chick Fly Company listening to the show right now. Uh, if you could reach out to POD directly and send her a couple dozen samples, she would be happy. <laughs> dozen. Sure, she would be happy to talk about them on a future episode. Perhaps. And she might she might have some good design tips for uh, yeah. future iterations as well, True. but anyway, yeah, looks pretty looks like a a, a neat product uh, and promising. Um, even if this first launch isn't like as amazing as it, it it's uh, cracked up to be, um, who who knows how how good it could get. They went for a twenty thousand dollar goal, and they're uh, currently just shy of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars with uh, oh, snap. with over twelve hundred backers. So, um, wow. clearly they are on to something yes. with this idea. Wow! So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Special forty one just ran out the door, and now he's back. POD, are you gonna um are you gonna sample? Are you gonna try out some of those pants? The chick flies? Um I mean very good. You sound very enthused. Okay, perfecto. Muchas gracias, senor. Hey, listen, I, don't know, maybe I, I, I will. I tried maybe out will. the underwear that, that was yeah, sent. Exactly. So I mean Oh yeah. Well, let's wait. Well, no, we talked about that on the show because Dila was complaining that they were too small. And no, we talked about it on our text thread. Uh, well, let's wait for D-Lo to get on tonight's yeah. call, and then maybe we'll have a a quick little uh, well, but de- out of debriefing. Like so debriefing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a really bad joke. Okay, briefly uh, debriefed. Before we get into trail of the month, why don't we take a break? Because I feel like we're gonna linger longer on our trail of the month this month. Um, We will come back from break. We will talk to the princess of darkness about her hike of the Socher, the Southern Sierra high route. Don't go anywhere. is snorkel and please don't listen to the trail show all right folks the trail show is back we just cracked another backcountry bomber 
from Avalanche Brewing Company out of Silverton, Colorado, care of our good friends, Eric and Lisa. Uh, Dilo has joined us this evening, and I think he's going to read the can um, off the internet. Dilo. Tonight's Backcountry Bomber is the apple of my IPA, coming in at a respectful 6.9% ABV with a questionable 42 IBUs. This Apple Milkshake IPA is a hazy, juicy, full-body beer loaded with flavor. Crystal, Azaka, and Mosaic hops add notes of orange, citrus, melon, and stone fruit that complement the apple flavor. Unlike more traditional IPAs, bitterness is non-existent, hence the low IBU rating. Mm. A healthy dose of wheat, oats, and lactose give this beer a thick body and a creamy mouthfeel. I do have one question, though, for our friends at Avalanche Brewing Company. What on earth is stone fruit? And so that might be like, a question. That's like plums, uh, nectarines, ah. peaches, pit. things ah, that have pit. things that have got like a big pit like that. Things that have a big pit. That's what you call stone fruit. It's a generic term for one of those types of fruit. Yeah, it's things things in that kind of family. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, special. I have heard the term stone fruit many a time but I have never really understood what it refers to. P.O.D., what do you think of the beer? I think it's delicious. Yeah? Would you like yeah. to comment on it more than it's just delicious? Um, Is it quaffable? Yeah, the fruity taste. Tell um, me about the flavors. What's the flavor profile? Yeah. Are you getting notes of things? Hints? Yeah, tell us about the notes. Allegations? What's the specific gravity? Well, it's interesting because it really is not bitter at all. Um, is it an IPA? Do you, I mean, do you, are there hops? It doesn't, it doesn't taste IPA-ish at all. You, I can't really taste the lactose. My milkshake is better than yours. That's right. No, D-Lo, it's, the kids it's, in it's the been yard. a bad habit. Uh, <laughs> bad track record of you trying to bring in things. Misappropriate culture. <laughs> No, that's a song. What? What's the song? I know that. I you know. know that's a song, and the I don't really know how baby. the lyrics go. And it's, and, and, yeah. and. Oh, you you know it. My milkshake is better than yours. Um, that's the, right. the fruit flavor I feel like is is pretty pronounced, and I like it. It it's not. I can't put my finger. I, I guess I would probably say like plum or apricot. It's the worst beer review I've know. ever heard on the trail. <laughs> no, that's pretty par for me. I don't know. It's good. I like what it. What Scooby say about? The beer review you just you just did. Scooby would Probably. say my milkshake speak on is it. better than yours. That's right. To the boys in the yard, uh-uh. I could teach you, but I'd have to. The charge. boys are waiting. Okay, what about you, D'Lo? You're in New York. Are you drinking yep. a beer from New York City? No, I'm drinking a beer that is brewed in Saratoga Springs, Albany, New York, and Schenectady. It is mm. by the Druthers Brewing Company. It is the all-in IPA. That comes in at a 6.5% IBV. Whoa. What did you just say? Hey now, I meant to say IBUs, 6.5% IBUs. No, hold on. Take a step back. I meant to say. How many of these have you had already? IBUs. What are you talking about? I mean, it's 6.5% ABV. That's what I'm trying to say here, people. I got the ABVs and the IBUs, all sorts of confused. That's right. I could teach you. 
but I'd have to charge. That's oh my right. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. as, as long as you're not teaching the alphabet. Uh. Druthers pays tribute to those among us who live according to simple truths, take inspired chances, go against the grain, throw themselves all in, and trust karma to pay tribute where and when it's earned and due. It's a hoppy American style India Pale Ale with Amarillo and Cascade, giving a fruity grapefruit aroma, while Polaris provides bitterness. There are no hints of stone fruit. German Vienna malt balances the finish. Is the name of that brewing company an homage to the phrase, if I had my druthers? I think so. Yeah. Very good. Yep. It's a good beer. They sell it all over up here. Let's talk about our trail of the month. Yeah. The all right. Socher. The Socher. The Socher. The Southern Sierra the, High Route. Yes. The Southern Sierra High Route. P.O.D., should we give a disclaimer right out of the gate about how difficult, hard, and life-threatening this trail is? I mean. Don't play it down. You said it was harder than the Sierra High Route. Can we yeah. just say that this is advanced level hiking? And by advanced, it yes. might die. I, I do think it is advanced level hiking. Okay, good. How uh, how likely are you to die on this on this hike? Yeah, I love one to ten. On the death ability rate. I mean, it really depends on the, the person hiking the trail. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like if you're so, a novice hiker and you go out there, the probability is much, much higher, you know. Than, what if you're what if you're prone to death, like you know, lightning you're prone strikes to death. Lightning to strikes death. near you, cars veer out of their way to hit you, stuff like that. And you're probably just accept that every trip you go on, you're going to die. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Southern Sierra High Route. Let me pull up my little tab here. Okay. We need um, the, the nuts and bolts. How long yeah. is it? Where does it start and finish? How many people have hiked it? And what direction did you hike it in? And is okay. there well, any, I'm not gonna, is there any I'm gonna, water along the source? I'm yeah. going to just go my own route here. Can we do all of the, the questions up front and then just have you answer them <laughs> yeah, all? Right. Yeah. So the Southern Sierra High Route is an Alan Dixon route. And the oh. Sierra High Route is a Roper route. And basically, the, the Sierra High Route, after oh, Mather Pass, it, they're, both de- they're both designed. Well, the Sierra High Route is designed to go from north to south. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way the description is written. While the Southern Sierra High Route, High Route is written from, what did I just say, north to south? Should we start the interview yeah. over? Peter? Let's start over. Okay. Okay. The uh, Southern Sierra High Route yeah. is an Tell- extension of the Sierra High Route. The Sierra High Route is written from south to north, while the Southern Sierra High Route is written from north to south. Okay. So if you do them on a continuous path, you're going to be doing one of them in the reverse order of the Ooh. written materials. Oh. When I did the Sierra High Route, Bobby um, and Bobby? Bobcat and Tomato Bob- went on. Bobby? I'm not exactly sure what they did, but they did incorporate um, a big chunk of the Southern Sierra High Route onto their hike of the Sierra High Route. Um, Snorkel and I and Flamingo joined us for the first two days. We went out and we did this hike northbound. Um, so you did it wrong. We did it wrong. Okay. And part of the Southern Sierra High Route, where it starts, is right outside of Bishop Pass. 
which is the South Lake Trailhead. And you come in from the South Lake Trailhead, that's the official start going southbound. You go through the Ducey Basin over Potluck Pass and Cirque Pass, and you get to Mather Pass. But all of those things are also part of the Sierra High Route. We had already done them, so we didn't go that far. Hmm. Um, right after Mather Pass is where the routes split. The Sierra High Route goes uh, west over to Frozen Lake Pass, and the Southern Sierra High Route continues south to Pinchot Pass. So they overlap for a little bit? They do. I'm not what? exactly sure why. Yeah. What? What? Um, Bobby? After does Pinchot mean, Pass. What does that mean? Does that mean like you get to count you get double, double You have to yo-yo it. You have to do it three times. After Pinchot Pass, it's interesting because it's it's marketed on the web. Like when you Google it, it says an alternate to the JMT and the John Muir Trail. And Stokel and I both talked about how that that's a little misleading because that specific section from Pinchot Pass to Glen Pass, basically to Dollar Lake, is the, I would say, going over Baxter Peak is the hardest, one of the hardest parts of the whole trail. And I, I don't encourage you to do it unless you've had a lot of experience with um, real crappy talus and um, what if you don't in, know what talus is? Should you do it? <laughs> no, then you shouldn't do it. Okay. This trail sounds like it, it not only has a, a required like minimum level of ability, but also a minimum outdoor vocabulary. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you also need to have an arsenal of curse words. Uh, and so, you, you know, you, you got to navigate. There's, there's, there were a lot of sections that were off trail. I don't remember exactly what percentage, but um, the parts that were off trail, uh, some of it was above tree line, but then the other parts you're like navigating through, you know, the kind of weird terrain where there's all these little ups and downs and you have to go around things. Um, so the, the Baxter peak is an option as is going around um, Cedric Cartwright, Cartwright peak. And you can just stay on the JMT there, the John Muir trail. And we decided we were going northbound and we're like, let's do Baxter Peak. That'll be fun. It's a really tall 13er in California. And it looks more interesting than doing the John Muir Trail. And indeed it was more interesting, uh, but it was, it was really hard. It took us about five hours to go three and a half miles. And, oh. and, and that was all above tree line. And there was no like real route finding there. It was just the talus was... So, you know, it was like dinner plate to, you know, cookie sheet sized, bigger talus. And you're lucky if you got like four steps in a row that didn't. And I'm not just talking like a little shift. I'm talking full on your foot slides down and your knee goes down. Um, I actually hey, put wait, my wait, wait. Let's back up for a minute before the, we get into the, the horrendousness. How long is this trail? Horrendousness. It's about 100 miles. Oh, how long is the Sierra High Route? It's a good question. I don't remember off the top of my head. Is it longer? I think so. Okay. Is it less? Yeah. It's less long. No, it's longer. So a hundred miles. Longer. How how much time? How long did it take to hike this? It took about. It's kind of difficult to say because we went a slightly different route at the end, but I would say six days probably. Wow, that's slow going. Yeah, the first day was pretty leisurely. <laughs> we just kind of. We're it, sauntering along. And, and is this something you would hike straight through point to point 
Yes. Or is there a resupply? You could option? resupply off of Kearsarge, but that's would be really crazy. I mean, if you were going slower than that, then you would want to because hmm. we carried seven days of food in our bear cannon and went up Whitney on day two with all of that, and it was it was a lot. Um, Did you actually fit seven days of food in your bear? I, I don't really remember. I don't really think that's relevant. You're not um, prepared to comment on that, huh? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now back um, to the would horrendous. You say that, would you say the bear can was therefore then for decoration? No, I had food in the bear can. Oh, cool. Just yep. the food that the bears wanted to eat. So the other food that you were carrying was. I'm not saying there was any other food. Didn't want to eat. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. Did you consider carrying two bear cans? Maybe three. No. Did you need a hear, permit? Did Did you consider carrying the excess food uh, or smellable items in an ursac? Uh, not an ursac, but I did carry an odor-proof sack. And I will say that for the first, so it was six nights, and five of the six nights we were camped above tree line. So you were attacked by bears on five of the six nights. What? Oh my. <laughs> Too soon, too soon. Been too many bear attacks lately. But no, we camped above treeline five of six nights. So were there, were there bears above treeline? I don't know why there would be. There's nothing for them to eat up there. Did you need a permit? Yes, you do have to get a permit. And I think the permits are released a certain date, which I don't know what that is. You'll have to figure that out on your own. But Alan Dixon's website has all that information. The nice thing about this time versus when I did the Sierra High Route is that you don't have to send anything in the mail. You don't have to get anything in the mail. It's all via the internet because of COVID. Um, so that's great. Hopefully that's a change that will stick. I did have to go on the website at 8 a.m. exactly 14 days before my start date to get the quota permits, which was fine. I, it's just, you have to be available that day. And, and then, so, okay, because we're doing a high route, none of the places we wanted to camp were listed in the drop-down menus. So I called a ranger. This was before I went online. I wanted to be prepared. I called the ranger and he sent me basically a list of all the campsites. And he said, just pick a, a somewhat adjacent or parallel campsite that's on the PCT or the JMT or some trail that's relatively close to where you're camping. Okay. This is absurd, but continue. So, and really what they're looking for is where you enter, that's really the quota system. So that's what they're tracking is how many people are entering each given area. And then kind of once you're in there, I don't know that there's limits on picking the sites within like the interior of the Sierra. And then the other thing is if you use the Whitney portal at all, any of those trails, you do have to get a separate permit for Whitney, but we did not use those trails. So that was just easy. We didn't even have to worry about, it, it was just on our route. We didn't have to worry about it. Did you have to pay any money for the privilege of putting in the incorrect campsites yes. that Ranger corrected? How much, how much was the permit? It was $21. Total. Yep, that's for three people at $7 per person. Not per night, but per trip. Yes, per trip. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, it was fine. And then, so then they email you something and then you email them back within 40, so 48 hours before your trip starts. Mm -hmm. And then they email you to like check in to say, yeah, I'm here and I'm actually doing this. 
and then they email you back your actual permit and they're like print this and carry it with you and i was like so i was traveling with snorkel and mr g we road tripped out to back to california and i when i got the permit i was at the hotel and i was like i'm not gonna go try to print this in the lobby i'm just gonna download the pdf onto my phone Uh, snorkel was very concerned he was very concerned and i was like no I'm not going to waste any paper printing this. I'm just going to just going to have it on my phone. And we hey, didn't you run know, there's a there's a button on on most computers that says print to PDF. Oh, so I'm pretty sure technicality. Pretty sure a PDF is a is a print. Yeah, it's a portable exactly. document, right? Yep. Right? I like it. So I sent the PDF to Snorkel and Flamingo and told them to also download it onto their phones. Um, and then snorkel was too busy. She didn't have time to go to the, the office. So that was good. So we hiked out with just on our phones. So she gave you crap for not printing it. And then she didn't print it. She was too busy. She had last minute stuff. And then we, uh, we didn't run into a ranger until the last day. And then we saw two. And I will say like, it was in the morning. We were walking through this designated campsite and this ranger was on her way to take a dump. She had her wag bag and she was going off into the trees and she saw us and she was like, Oh, Hey, and waved at us. And we're like, Hey, and she said, have I talked to you already? And we're like, about what? (laughs) She was like, Oh, I'm just about your permits and stuff. And I was like, Oh, so she came over and I was like, wow, she came over and talked to us for like five minutes. I just have to say that when I'm on my way to go use the bathroom, I don't have five minutes to chit chat with people, but whatever. She's a pro, I guess. And then when we got, when we exited, there was um, like a ranger station thing. There was a guy like right at the trailhead and he asked to see our permit, but they were both fine about it. They, they didn't care that it was on my phone. So. Oh, good. Yeah. They're hip with the kids, what the kids are doing these days. Yeah. Just, just saving paper. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. I, d- um, I download everything to PDFs on my phone nowadays. Yeah. Trail that's maps great. galore. Trail maps yeah. galore. I would say some of the highlights of this trip, uh, we went over Junction Pass, which is the old PCT from the 70s. Mm. And it's kind of a crazy little cirque back there. And you're just right next to Forester Pass. So it was kind of cool to be on an adjacent ridge and see all the little people, you know, coming over Forester Pass. All the lake basins were beautiful, especially the, the off-trail sections. There's just nobody back there. We also went over, I'm not sure exactly how to say it, Tuleno, Tuleno lake which really is spelled like tula inyo it's in the inyo national forest so i'm not exactly Tulano, sure. hey yeah. forget about it's no, the highest no, named no. highest <laughs> named lake named lake of its size and it is huge it's thirteen thousand feet it's in the lower 48 maybe we'll make mm. that the uh the the post photo and we put it up on instagram it's enclosed by these like really thin pointy walls they're not that tall but they just look like uh looks like a like a tortilla shell or something i don't know it was just it was very very impressive um and whitney was cool i didn't do whitney when we were on the pct because we went through in may and it was everything was snowed in um and snorkel and i also went up um muir peak which is right along that ridge and it's pretty prominent and also a nice like class three scramble at the top uh, it was pretty fun. With the social, were you inundated by thousands of people the entire time you were out there? No, no, obviously. 
No? Uh, we, you said I don't think we saw... You were on the PCT for a little bit. Oh, yeah, when we were on the JMT. Yeah. I'm trying to think when we were off trail. You did hike this trail recently, right? Yeah, when we were off trail, okay. I don't think we saw anybody. I thought you were talking about the whole thing. I am. Okay, well, off trail, we didn't see anybody. Okay. What about on trail? On trail, we saw people. Thousands and thousands. When we were on the JMT or close to the JMT. Okay. Um, existed. We did have this funny experience where we came down from Golden Bear Lake near Vidette Meadows and ran into these these two hikers and this is their first trip. They're doing the JMT, their first long trail, and we talked to them briefly and then we took off. And they were camping down there. We were going to go up to Glen Pass. And then we did go up to Glen Pass, went over Glen Pass, then we went and did the whole Baxter stuff over there. And then decided to come back southbound on the PCT and exit a different way. And we ran into them again, like two days later. And they were like, whoa, what are you guys doing? We just saw you two days ago. And like, now you're going southbound. What's going on? So that was kind of funny. Did you tell them you turn around? No, I was like, oh, we went and did some stuff over there. And I just pointed. And I said, now we're leaving. But um, And we walked by this, <laughs> we walked by this group of, of, of older gentlemen. I would say they're probably in there late 50s early 60s what are you girls doing on the trail now, they look like they, nothing we're just was, leaving we're leaving we're leaving <laughs> I said we're leaving we're leaving now uh we we ran into this group of men and they were like all just like laying next to the trail on their way up to pincho pass and they were all like do you need help no they were taking a break and we could see them for a while because it's in the area where there's like not a lot of trees and there's like big rocky things and you can kind of see people for a long time um and as we walked by the the guy who was like laying on the ground said to one of his friends he turns to him and says really loudly he says man i don't want to do 42 miles again like we did yesterday and they all kind of chuckled. And then one of the guys looked at me and said, he didn't really do 42 miles. And I looked at him and then I looked at the guy laying on the ground and I said, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind to just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Peter, talk to me about, so it sounds like you guys were up above Treeline a good bit. I'm sure you yeah. camped above Treeline. How about, did you get to do your Deadman's with your tent stakes? I did use Deadman's a couple of different nights. Okay. Um, How'd yeah. that go? How did it go? Fine. You just got to find the, 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 you know, the heavy rocks that are flat on one side. Did you have any yeah. weather while you were out there? It rained on us the last day for like 20 minutes. And we stopped and put our rain gear on. And they were like, oh my God, it's so hot. Take that back off. Because we were down low at that point. I just want to say the more time, like between the Sierra High Route and the Southern Sierra High Route, I have to say that I do think the Sierra is beautiful. And I had I didn't have a great experience going through the Sierra because there was so much snow when we went through. But this, you know, the trip before and this trip especially, I really felt like I started thinking about a way to try to link together the Southern Sierra High Route, the Sierra High Route, the, Sierra, the High Sierra Trail, and something else to do, do like a really giant loop. And it is one of the places like that that is lends itself to that because it is so big. Um, what about the Kings Canyon High Basin Route? 
We talked about that. We put that on the list as a possibility. Um, the Central Valley route. You might be able to piece all those together with the traverse of the Central Valley. I don't know about that one. Yeah, but it's, you'd basically be walking like through Fresno and Bakersfield. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, thank where you. It's, where it's about, you know, like a thousand feet above sea level and probably a hundred no. degrees. Well, when really, we finish the trail, really test, it would test your height. Test your metal. metal. Yeah. Now, when we when we finished and we went to Sacramento, it was a hundred, 113 degrees that night. Oh, that's, oh, that's no thanks. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that we had this. <laughs> We would stop and like size up like the talus chute that we had to go up or down or like which line should we take on, on that part over there. And when I was with Snorkel and uh, Flamingo, we were having these discussions and I was like, let's just go and we'll figure it out when we get to the other side, you know. And I finally started <laughs> telling them my my new uh, expression is it's all shit, just commit. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Isn't it? It's all sh just commit. Just hmm. choose a line and go for it. If you have to change course midline, that's fine. But whatever. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. What else can I tell you? Snorkel ran out of toilet paper on day four. Was there any what? snow? Snor Snorkel still using toilet paper? I am too. Uh, Y'all are. We were all three of us were very anti backcountry bidet. Yeah, but on a route above treeline like that, it seems like it'd almost be easier to go backcountry bidet. Or, or wipe your butt with rocks. Yeah, just use rocks and sand. <laughs> well, here's the deal, guys. We all like our toilet paper, okay? So we can have a discussion. Ben doesn't like I toilet do paper. I am not about to wipe my butt with rocks, even though I just suggested that you do it. <laughs> Especially that sharp granite Sierra no, tells. I, I would spend a lot of time the night <laughs> nice finding those rounded rocks so that I had a pile of rounded rocks in the morning just waiting for me. At the end of your 13-hour talus day, you're like, I oh, feel like collecting rocks. Actually, probably what I would do oh. is I would collect rounded rocks along the yes. way on that 13-hour talus day pack. so that when I got to camp, yeah, yeah, so that when I got to camp, maybe my bag would be 5, 10 pounds heavier due to the sheer <laughs> volume of rounded rocks I was carrying. Yeah. But at least I wouldn't have how, to go hunting around How much around do you poop? Camp. Poop a lot. Hours. Special. Hours. Poop a I mean, lot, that's, okay? that's a lot of rocks for. for hey, for, man. That's a want, lot of pooping. Maybe I'll share some with my campmates. You know, I'm they not, I'm not selfish. You, know? <laughs> you could just use the other side. You know, you're going to yeah. clean your hands anyways. POD, sure. would you hike the Socher again? Yeah, I would. I, I, I don't think I ever want to go over Baxter Peak again. Okay. Um, but that's not actually on the route, correct? It's, it's, it's. It's an alternate. It's one of the options. There's lots of different mm. options on the route. It's an option. I would like to go up Mount Russell, um, which is adjacent to the route, and we didn't do that. Um, That's a 14er, uh, right? Yes, it is. Yep. A California 14er. Um, yeah, I got two 14ers in California, which I wasn't really planning on. But, um, nice. Yeah. And, you know, another really cool thing is that the day we finished, we, we were by this um, Cedric Cartwright mound thing it's i guess it's kind of a peak and we went over a low saddle and then right before we connected to the jmt we hung out at this lake for like two hours because we knew we were going to be done the next day and we had a little more time and it was just an it's an unnamed lake not that big but it's right at treeline it's very beautiful there it's got those white rocky slabs that you see along the jmt um there were lots of birds flitting about and we could see the JMT <laughs> hikers coming down from Pincho 
And every now and then I'd be like, Caca! and then I'd hide behind a rock so they couldn't see me. Anyway. Um, Did they think there was a mud falcon coming coming at them? <laughs> I mean, that's the sound, right? I mean, they, were, they were pretty high up, so it w- I'm not sure where it would have come from. But um, so we hung out there for a while. And then the cool thing is that's the headwaters for Woods Creek. So that goes all the way down to the bottom of that valley. Hmm. And then you can exit the Sierra via Woods Creek, which is a trail that's 15 miles long that goes out to Road's End, which is literally where the road ends. And then you take that road like another 15 miles and you're still along Woods Creek and there's some giant waterfalls. So it was kind of neat to hang out at the headwaters one day and then the next day be standing at this massive waterfall and it's collecting from all the different side you know, basins. Um, yeah. It was kind of cool. It's pretty neat. Well, so we could linger longer on the social, but we've only got Delo for a short amount of time. Yeah. And we've got to get to ask a hiker. Yes. And I just want to say, if you're interested in the social, um, adventureallen.com is the, if you just Google Alan Dixon, you'll be able to find it. Um, I also recommend the Tom Harrison maps and Cool. It was a great trip, but you definitely need to have. Actually, I would recommend if you haven't done the Sierra High route, you need to do that first. Mm. That's my suggestion. And the JMT and the PCT and the KC HBR and possibly the HST. There's a lot of acronyms. You got to alphabet soup. You got to get under your belt first. And, and you got to get all of the all of the the actual terms because there's a whole glossary yeah. that you've got to yes. get up to speed on. Yeah. And you, you don't know what Talus know. is. You don't gotta go. know what your talus is, people. Yes. You gotta know the difference between talus and scree. That's you don't right. know the difference between talus and scree, then just go home. That's right. And, and you gotta I, know. I what did a, get to do some some scree skiing. That was kind of fun. You need to know what an aret mm. is, a vendarm. You need to know what uh, different types of shell and igneous rock. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> That's of, right. Of if you background. can't identify the minerals in all of the rocks, then yeah, forget why it. are you even out there? You gotta know the difference between a knob and a point. A knob <laughs> and a point, people. And a you path also, and a You south. have to know how to say the word couloir, 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 couloir. That couloir. one. Couloir. 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 Qualquer. Qualquer. <laughs> All right. Well, POD, thank you for sharing your adventure with us this evening. Yes. Uh, we appreciate it. And cool. Maybe you'll have another story for us later in the show. Okay. About Snorkel's mouthpiece falling into diarrhea. But maybe we can't talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think okay. we should. Okay. We'll, 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 it sounds we'll riveting. Back. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to get into Ask a Hiker uh, early in the show while we've got D'Lo with us. Uh, I'm going to cue up the music right now. Music is cued. D'Lo, did you have any questions this month? No. None? Okay. Well, we can. Oh, uh, actually, wait. No, never what? mind. I, I think I had three. Oh, gosh. Okay. Sorry. Three? That We haven't had three Ask a Hiker That's questions a, in a year. I figured we don't. Yeah, we might not have a lot of other content on the show, so I thought we'd go big on the after <laughs> Now, what would make you think that? <laughs> All right, question number one. My friends at the trail show, 
I visited my parents and sister in Colorado over the July 4th break. With early morning starts, I was able to visit the Flatirons, Mount Evans, and the Rocky Mountain Arsenal, which is near my sister's place. Perhaps my memory is faulty, but I was surprised by how much more congested Denver felt. The number of new houses, traffic on the road, and construction made the Denver area feel more crowded and more like the Bay Area. I was also surprised by how green Colorado looked with recent rains. Changes in Denver inspired this Ask a Hiker question, especially for POD and Disco. As a multi-year residence of a CDT trail down in the historic Beer District of Salida, what changes have you noticed among thru-hikers over the years? How has acting as CDT trail angels impacted your view of the trail? Cheers quality mm, i would i would not really call ourselves trail angels i mean we no. what what we do is very limited and it's only amongst actual like friends we know that are hiking the trail we, we will host them but we don't we don't go like seek out hikers or give people rides or anything like that and we don't we don't want to take away from the business that the uh the two hostels in town provide and and get from from hikers so Anyway, just a little qualifier there, but I don't know, P.O.D., what do you think? Have you, I would say that the numbers of hikers are definitely up, especially CDT hikers. Yeah, CT hikers as well. Yeah, but CT hikers, it's like CDT hikers is a season. The northbounders come in at a certain time and the, the southbounders. Yeah, yeah, totally. But totally. Colorado trail hikers, it, it just sort of like, it's all summer and, and into the fall. Um, right. But I feel like that northbound wave of CDT hikers, I see them. It's noticeable. It's kind of weird because like one of the hostels is uh, in town is right near my my place of work. And so I'm constantly seeing CDT hikers hanging out like right out the window. And it's just kind of weird because I'm not a CDT hiker at the moment. And maybe I'm just a little sad and jealous. <laughs> Yeah, I would just say that the numbers have increased, but um, I don't know what other changes I would say. Yeah. And I would add, like, I mean, just in this CDT trail town that we live in, you know, back when we hiked through here 15 years ago as CDT through hikers, there were no hostels. Um, there was a couple of motels on Highway 50 and they mainly catered to hunters and a couple hikers showed up every year and they were like, oh, cool. And now... There's two hostels and those motels on Highway 50 all have uh, communal bikes for hikers that end up yep. at, at their motels. So like, no way. Yeah. And, and this is That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And now Salida is a CDT designated, uh, I guess, trail town or uh, they have a term for it. But the other like difference gateway is community gateway community. Yep. Gateway the, drug. The other difference is like <laughs> 15 years Same ago, time. there was one grocery store in Salida and now there's three to three and a half depending on what yep. you call a grocery store so like there's a lot more options for hikers in this town totally. and and there's you know 15 years ago there were no breweries and now there's four downtown yeah. 15 there's years four. ago there was no dispensaries and now there's three <laughs> so yeah it's not it, what yeah. about what about gear stores um, I think there's yeah, always been kind of one. The same. Yeah, yeah, there's always been Still, one main one. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there's a shoe store now too. So there's a shoe store that has ultras and hokas and uh, trail shoes galore. So I used it as a resupply town and, and there was not a whole lot. I think those hostels had maybe just started or there was one of them, um, but it was full. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go on to question number two before Milo falls asleep on us. I stayed at a motel on Highway 50 that had a hot tub in the middle of the parking lot. I think think that's probably the same one I stayed in. The Circle R. The Circle R. That's where we stayed. Yep. All right. I think I have two more questions. Question number two. Important people of the trail show. I'm a Western hiker who plans to hike southbound on the Appalachian Trail starting in August. I plan to start late in the summer to enjoy the fall colors and hopefully miss out on the heat, humidity, and ticks. I will likely miss the ticks, but I doubt I'll miss the heat and humidity. As a Westerner living in Utah, the heat and humidity are foreign to me. So if I find myself hiking in the wilds of Maine and New Hampshire with 80% humidity and temperatures in the 80s under a slate gray sky, I'd love to have some advice from the important people of the trail show on how to deal with the proliferation of perspiration that's sure to transpire. Thanks in advance. Domino. P.S. I love the show and I miss D.Lo. D.Lo, you shouldn't add P.S.s to these trail show letters. Why? It makes them so much more personable. Like I've got a suggestion. Like real, it makes I've got a like suggestion for you, uh, Domino, and that is take your shirt off at every water source. Put your water, your shirt in the water, and then immediately put it back on. Actually, that's a good. That's good advice. My that's advice a, would be that, to hike in as few articles of clothing yeah. as as the bugs permit. Yeah. So yeah. if there's no bugs biting you. Yeah. And you're in the trees and you're not going to get blazed, blazing sunburns because you're above tree line for 10 miles or something crazy. Just hike shirtless as long as you yeah. can without, you know, getting chafing from your backpacking straps or whatever. Yeah. Just Yeah. And if you don't want to go shirtless, go with a button down shirt, button down front. That way, if insects, lack of insects permit, you could unbutton all the buttons and essentially have your shirt wide open. Um, so that'd be like the next best thing to going shirtless, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I mean, basically sweating happens cause you're already hot. And, uh, if, if the sweating doesn't actually cool you off, um, it's just going to keep, keep going. So really you just have to find ways to stay cool. And that's really like move air past your skin or yeah. put cold stuff on your skin. Uh, so the cold shirt, like putting it, putting your shirt in the water source and making it nice and cold. Yeah. Doing the same thing with, uh, with your hat, um, is a good thing if you're wearing a hat, uh, or just, you know, use a bandana or something like that. Uh, but if you can use, uh, waters evaporative cooling rather than your own sweat, then you can maybe start to get ahead of it. But it's tough. If you're already starting to pour rivers, Mm -hmm. man, it's, it's tough to stop. Uh, that I'm, I certainly don't have any good tricks for that. <laughs> I would yeah. take advantage of all the water that you see because you will see a lot of water. And like, like you said, splash it on you, put it on your clothes, get it on you, you know, like take don't a dip put it on your head. Pond. Yeah. Do no. you like, or, Disco, lake. do you want to say the same thing again for the fourth time? Dump it on your head. <laughs> Dump it on your head, Domino. <laughs> Dump the do, water. I would also head. say bring to bring salt pills. Ah. Electrolyte 
supplements. Electrolyte pills. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, Gatorade powder. Yeah. Yeah, the pills are. I think the pills are a little better because, um, like with the Gatorade powder and the, the electrolyte mixes, you got to drink a whole liter to get that quantity of salts, and sometimes you're sweating faster than, than what you can act than what's, like reasonable to treat the amount of water and transfer it to the water bottle blah 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 blah. i mean i do bring electrolyte mixes but the salt pills i think are great when you're just like oh, i don't want to do another whole thing of electrolyte or i don't have any more you know what so. about the strawberry rhubarb hard rock 100 goza from avalanche brewing company it's got a lot of salt in it would that suffice probably not <laughs> but i would say drink you'd have to bring of enough of it I would say drink a lot of hard alcohol when you're sweating profusely like that. That will really help. That helps out, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like like maybe some brown liquor. Brown yeah, liquor. I mean, yeah. Pre preferably with a straw. Yeah. yeah. Or even some, you know, or even some clear liquor like vodkas cuz, you know. Okay. Easier to digest. Yeah. That's great All advice. Right. Question number right. 3. We have a third question here. Help oh me trail show. I've been hiking on the AT in Southern New England for a few weeks now, and it just hasn't stopped raining. I need trail tips and tricks to deal with the soggy mess that my gear has become. How does a through hiker stay dry when it just rains and rains and rains? Thanks in advance for your sage advice. Judy from Jamaica. Judy. I have nothing else to say. Judy from Jamaica, it is not actually possible to stay dry, but it is possible to be less wet. <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Can you expand yep. on that, please? Yeah. So especially on the AT, when you have days upon days and weeks upon weeks of endless rain, it's just uh, it's not possible to stay dry. It just is not but you can be less wet. And one thing I would highly recommend is an umbrella. Umbrellas have become a lot more socially acceptable here in the 2020s. Um, so you won't be ridiculed as often as I was back in 90, 1999 when I hiked with an umbrella on the AT. That's numero uno. Yeah. Numero dos. Numero dos, Dilo. No, I I was asked. I was waiting. I thought you had number two. Special, ready to go. All right. I had a number two this morning, but it's gone. Special. What about you, Numero Dos? Well, first of all, fully concur with Numero Uno. Umbrella uh, is the way to go. Uh, you know, I've tried things like pack covers, and um, I think I think a poncho that goes over you and the pack can be good, but you can get pretty like steamy and 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 wet inside of it, nonetheless. Um, so yeah, uh, I think, a, an umbrella is pretty good and, a, a pack liner, you know, something that yeah. goes inside of your pack. That's that you put all of your things in, um, you, you're like must stay dry items and, and that's not everything like your food bag can get a little, a little damp so it can stay outside of that, you know, um, but your sleeping bag and your you know, socks, sleeping socks, if you've got that or something like that, your, your thermal layer, all, all the stuff you need to stay dry, make sure it's inside of a, a, a good trash compactor bag and, and inside of your pack. And then the rest of it can kind of get wet. Yeah. I mean, what's your socks? If they're sopping wet at the end of the day, you can wring them out and put them under your 
sleeping pad or if you're really brave put them inside your sleeping bag with you to dry out overnight only to get wet again within the first 10 minutes of your hiking the next morning but um, I would also there's something that I that happens uh, especially if you're on trail early in the morning after it's been raining um, you get car washed so essentially you're you're walking along the trail and the bushes mm-hmm. that encroach on the trail all are covered with water droplets and as you walk by them you get soaked that's where like wind pants or something like that might come in handy and make you feel a little less miserable, but those two will get soaked out eventually. The best thing to do is actually let another hiker get up and on the trail (laughs) before you and you get a later start. And that way they've, they've gotten soaked and knocked all the the water off the the bushes. Another excellent piece of of advice right there. POD, what about you? You're awful quiet on this ask a hiker question i don't think i have anything to add i it's been so long since i hiked in the what about a rain skirt you've been known to wear rain skirts in the past would this be Mm -hmm. of use rain skirts are great if you wear a skirt to hike in okay so if you're wearing them over pants maybe it doesn't work as yeah no because your the bottoms of your pants are going to get wet and that's slowly going to wick up you know what about a full rain suit yeah maybe a hazmat suit. suit rain pants Non-breathable waterproof pants and non-breathable waterproof jacket. What about what you've, about you've the just, opposite? You've just and... got to forsake the bottom half of your body ever yeah. being dry. If you can keep your like core and your upper body reasonably dry with a, a, a good jacket and an umbrella, and you keep your core gear that you need in order to like stay warm at night and stuff like that dry inside of your trash compactor bag, yeah, you're okay. The re- the rest of it can be wet. I mean, and I've 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 done a lot of miles with the bottom half of my body pretty much soaked and my upper torso fine, like relatively dry. And then when I get into camp, I can put on a pair of dry long underwear and get into a dry sleeping bag and I'm okay. All right. I have an idea. You hike naked. Mm -hmm. You carry a cotton towel. Nice. When you're done hiking, you dry yourself with the cotton towel Mm -hmm. and then you put on your clothes and then. When it's time to hike again, you take off your clothes and you hike naked. You know, I will say that when I was on the AT in the mid-Atlantic states, it was so hot. And I didn't have very much rain on the AT, but when it rained in the mid-Atlantic states, I was just like, it's fine. Yeah, it didn't really matter that much. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't have an umbrella. I just got rained on and frankly felt better. You know, I was just like, my clothes are already (laughs) wet from sweat. Might as well. You know, I, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like part of the a big part of the challenge with hiking in endless rain is not becoming demoralized. And I feel like yeah. one of the most demoralizing things that happens to you as a through hiker in wet weather is having to put on, having to get out of a dry, warm sleeping bag and put on wet socks in the morning. So my my recommendation is to really focus in on getting those wet socks at least like half dry over the course of the night or maybe even more than half dry. And even if you're putting, you know, dryish socks into wet shoes, just being able to put dry feet into slightly dry socks is it will help your mental, the mental piece of this thing immensely. I think, I think um, marijuana could also go a long distance to helping your mental state when you're just hiking through the rain Mm -hmm. uh, for days on end. So basically, if you're just really high, it's going to matter less. Yeah. Songs that celebrate your own misery, I have found, uh, are good. 
uh, you know, it's like a working song, you know, but like tailor it yeah. to whatever the What's misery of the, of the weather is. What's an example? Oh, like uh, Riders so on the Storm? I don't know. Um, no, you, you got to make up your own. That's the whole, that's oh, the whole thing. Like okay. it may be hot, but at least I'm sweaty. Uh, or, <laughs> oh, this or, um, it, it may be cold, but this? at least it's raining. Yeah, they're called I grumbling like gratitudes. It beats complaining. What are they called? Grumbling gratitudes. Grumbling gratitudes. <laughs> yeah, you sing about whatever <laughs> awful thing is happening, but like you, you, you sing about you, it. You, you Disneyfy the lyrics a little bit and make it all like uh, and. And you know, you're you, super you celebrate high. the fact that you're cold and wet and that, that, <laughs> and that it's it's raining and, and that, you know that's okay because at least it's also windy <laughs> i like and then it you're super high singing yeah. these songs by yourself in the woods it sounds great it'll just perk your spirits right up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love it that's a great idea mdma yeah. might help too i don't know oh mm -hmm. uh, yep. yeah um yeah brown liquor Brown liquor, maybe even some clear liquor. Yeah. Straw, no and, straw, up to you. And, and, and if you're hiking the AT, your chances of resupplying your, your liquor are pretty good. You could probably mm -hmm. buy liquor every couple of days on the trail. I like it. Well, yep. Dilo, are there any more Ask a Hiker questions for tonight? No, that's all I got. That's all you've got. All right. Well, we are yeah. going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got some missives from Buck 30. I think he's out on some trail somewhere. All right, folks, we're back, and we got a missive from Buck30 this month. Actually, we got two. We're going to play the first. Maybe we'll play the second. I don't know. Um, let's see here. What's up, Trail Show? It's Buck30. I'm going to make this like a two-parter. I missed the deadline for uh, the latest Trail Show, but I've got like two different thoughts on my mind. So uh, part one, I uh, see I left, less left off. Uh, I was working in Corpus Christi remotely. I uh, headed to the Potomac Heritage Scenic Trail. Actually much more interesting than I would have thought. Uh, maybe that'd be a, a good trail of the month as opposed to walking outside of Delo's back door uh, and talking about that for a half an hour. But uh, I finished that 450 mile trail and that was the uh, 11th National Scenic Trail for me. So I finished all 11, uh, makes me the fourth person, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it's not really something I had planned on doing, but I guess if you just keep walking, you eventually complete. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the three people who finished it before me. Um, I think these would be really good guests for the trail show. Uh, you got Bart Smith, who was the first person back in like 09, and Bart, not only did all the national scenic trails, but also did all of the national historic trails, which is just mind boggling because most of those are just road walks crisscrossing the country. And he's a really cool guy. And I bet you he would really, really interesting to have as a guest on the show. Uh, number two was Nimbleville Nomad, who I'm sure most of you know. He's like 82 now. 
and he's currently on the Appalachian Trail, I think going to be the oldest person to complete that trail. And then I think he's retiring. So you guys should get that, get in there and get an interview with him. And then the third person is uh, Al the Machine Learned. He finished him a few years ago. And he also is like 80. And he was doing like 30s and 35s at like 77 years old. I mean, if, if I can hike long, oh my God, like I would just be so happy. The guy's just uh, a crazy man. So not sure you'll get him on the show. He seems to be retired now from hiking finally. And uh, I don't know, I have not uh, been able to speak to him. Uh, you can hear me fording the Perea right now, but uh, yeah, I'll just change subjects. So from, uh, from the end of the Potomac Heritage Trail, I flew to Page, Arizona, and I'm on day three of the Deseret hiking route created by none other than Larry Boy on episode, I don't know, fill in the blank here, Disco, episode whatever on the trail show. I'm on my third day, and oh man, it is epic. Uh, good job, Larry Boy. Yeah, it's just been amazing. You start at the Wire Pass trailhead on the Utah-Arizona border, basically, and you go north into Arizona into the Vermilion Perea Monument Wilderness area, and you just do a full traverse of Buckskin Gulch, the longest slot canyon in the world and you get on the Perea for like a half days and it's just so beautiful tiring also caught a little bit of a heat wave it's only going to be 106 today but uh, uh i'll climb out of here uh soon i knew i had started a little bit late and really the deseret route is actually it's more of a mountain trail than a desert trail so i knew it would be a little bit rough at the beginning here didn't realize i was going to wave and it's going to be 106, but I'll survive. Uh, yeah, and like later today and tomorrow, I climb in the Bryce. So I'll be up at like 8,000 feet before I know it. All right, I'm going to give an update like in like three and a half weeks or something, whatever you record again. And you guys know how the Deseret's going because uh, so far I'm pretty stoked. So I actually do have the update three and a half weeks later. Um, should I play that now or, or should we table it for a bit later? Let's play it a bit later. Okay. Let's tape, yeah, let's wait three and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make it seem more like real time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. All yeah. right. I'm going to stop my screen share there. Um, well, excellent. So um, I would like to do, before Delo signs off, yes. I would like to do our, our tent steak review. Because I got a message. Let me just find it here from someone on the gram cody benesta hey um, cody he sent a picture of a tent stake holding holding up some like guy line that he's doing some like laying some concrete in his yard mm. and there's a tent stake oh yeah he's leveling things off oh yeah and it says at trail show gear review. And I messaged him and I said, did you use the tent stake to do concrete pours? And he said, leveling a slate patio. And they do more time in the yard than on the trails. What up D low? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, you can use tent stakes to pitch lines to kind of make sure no. that your cement that you're about to pour is level. Totally. I actually did something very similar. I, I <gasps> did. Uh, I recently dug a trench on the uphill side of our yard to divert some water. 
and I needed a straight line to figure out where my trench was going. And I had two tent stakes on either end of that line. The line's about 30 feet. And I took a Collins axe that we have for, uh, for trail work. And I took the ads in and I used that to dig my trench. So I can wow. appreciate, yeah, Cody mm -hmm. Benesta's uh, use of a, a tent stake. It works. The other tool that Cody Benesta may want to use with his tent stakes is Mason's twine. Mason's instead twine. Of, instead it, of P cord? Instead of P cord, Mason's twine is a very tight knit string, which you can string between two points like tent stakes or hmm. things of that nature. Pull it really tight and put a line level on there. And then with a line level, which is just basically a level that has two hooks that hook onto a line. Mm -hmm. so that it can sit on the line and then you can pull the line up, make sure the line is level. And then you could pour your cement and make sure it's level. Dilo, are those cotton Sorry. towels behind you? Are they cotton towels? Yes, these are cotton towels for the beach. These are cotton towels for the beach. Oh, I thought maybe they were for after when you hike naked in the rain. No, I'm in the screen oh. porch. I'm in the screen porch here tonight, as you can see. The beach is clothing optional, though. So the beach is not clothing optional. There's a lot of people at the beach. That's the main door. Hey, just the because there's people at the beach doesn't mean it's not clothing <laughs> optional. You're just at the wrong beach. You know, that's a good point, POD, because there is no sign that says you must wear clothes at the exactly. beach. Exactly. There there's a sign. There's a sign that says a lot of other things that you can and cannot do. But one of the things that it does not talk about is whether you can be clothed or unclothed. So, so there you, you probably go. could be naked there. And people would be a little freaked out, but there's no sign that says you can't do that. Well, okay. This is a good segue into trips. So Dilo, where, <laughs> where are you? What have you been doing? You've been gone for months at this point. Are you still in uh, New York City or Martha's Vineyard? Where the hell are you? I am in upstate New York in the Southern Adirondacks. I am in Chestertown on Loon Lake. Wow. Uh, I thought you were in Brooklyn. Here for no, I, I didn't. I went nowhere near New York City. Okay. I have no desire to spend any time in the cities this summer. I have, we took a two and a half week road trip from Boulder to Martha's Vineyard. And we spent a lot of time in the Midwest. We spent four nights in Missouri, two Ew. nights in Illinois. We spent three nights in Kentucky. Then we spent three nights in Ohio. We spent what? two nights in Western New York, and then we went out to Martha's Vineyard, <clears throat> where we spent a week, where my in-laws have a, a town home in a small community there. With the Kennedys? And I did some really fun mountain biking on Martha's Vineyard. Mm. And then I even took my 74-year-old uh, mother-in-law on a mountain bike trail, much to, her much to her dismay. But that's another story for another time. It's and after that, we've been collarbones written. All oh my over. God, is this still going on? <laughs> and then Can you tell me which that, gas stations you stopped at and, and what kind no, of Biggie Gulp drinks you got? We stopped really at curious. all. We, did, we got no Biggie Gulps, but we got a lot of gas. And now we're in upstate New York in the Adirondacks, and we've been here for two weeks and we'll be here for another two weeks. And Whoa. We've, what are you doing? Yep. Just and, hiking and um, biking? 
I'm working. Are you doing some landscaping projects at the house in exchange for rent? Is that what's coming? No, no, no. Wait a minute. We're, Did you just say you're working? House. Yeah, I'm working. What? I'm I'm working. You're working remote. I'm working. Yeah, working remote. And uh, hmm. I actually started a new, new job while I'm out here. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, started a new, new job. Nice. Yep. Wow. And, congrats uh, to you, Dilo. Yeah, thank okay. you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just working remotely and doing a lot of mountain biking. Like I'm on the trail at like six 30 in the morning through eight 30. That's kind of my, my modus operandi oh, cool. out here. Oh, you're which on is pretty trail fun. at six 30, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I, I quite like interesting? it. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I left. Yeah. I left my house. I left my house this morning, uh, and drove about 20 minutes to get on a trail and I was mm. biking at about six 35 wow. and, and I was done. Uh, about two hours later it was quite fun there, one of the interesting things about this area of the Adirondacks is that there's a guy who's got a company private company that's building a lot of mountain bike and backcountry ski and hiking trails mm. for different groups organizations uh, municipalities what have you that want to pay him to have trails developed so I rode some trails today at the uh North Creek Ski Bowl Town Park, which were made for mountain bikers by this guy, and they were really nice. Hmm. And I've been riding some trails over on the other side of where I live, um, or I'm living right now, in Brant Lake, which were made for mountain bikers within the past few years, and they are really fun too. Why aren't you hiking, Dilo? What's the problem? Uh, I thought, oh, I thought been this doing, was a hiking podcast. This isn't a mountain biking podcast. I've been doing lots. Uh, it's not a mountain biking podcast. No. I've been doing a lot of hiking too. Um, Wendy and I hiked Bear Den Mountain last weekend. Our children will be taken away from us tomorrow morning, and we're going to take advantage of that and probably do a couple of hikes while they're gone okay. uh, until they come back on Saturday afternoon. So there's lots of little hikes here in the, in the Southern Adirondacks. And by little, I mean, the, the mountains down here are no more than 3000 feet high. And, mm. you know, unless you're going backpacking deep into some wilderness area, you're probably not going to hike more than five, six miles round trip. But they're, you know, it's, we're in the east and uh, in the east, they don't have switchbacks. So yeah. your hikes can be quite challenging. What about the 80K 4,000 footers? Oh, I hiked those when I lived back here. Why not um, now, man? You could revisit your, your old stomping uh, yeah, ground. Yeah, I you know, I'm like I said, I'm working and I started a new job and uh yeah. I, I don't really have time to hike the, the forty six four thousand footers right are you, now. Are you guys going down to uh Manhattan at any point? Oh my god, let's stop talking okay, about sorry. Dilo's family okay. trip. <laughs> All right. Lord no, or not. <laughs> I will tell you okay. before we go, I will tell you the itinerary of our return trip to Colorado. Oh, no, no, which on Saturday, July 31, we drop. <laughs> what did Dilo just get muted? POD, I what do you so? I okay, think so. moving on. That was, oh, she's, had, she's had enough of it. I've had enough. I actually zoned out, otherwise, I would have muted him sooner. Well, POD, I'm, I'm trying oh. to order some food over here, you know. I uh, we'll talk about that on the next trail show because okay, that'll be my next trip. part two. My next trip, yeah. POD, return tell, to Colorado. Us. Tell us about you. You you've been doing some well, other than the Southern Sierra High Route. You've been doing other things, right? Like fourteeners and um, centennials, and I think the the funnest thing I did was I went climbing with Twinkle in the Flatirons. Oh, some scrambles, some Flatiron scrambles. Yeah, oh. 
I was out there doing some three nights, two nights of salsa dancing. And I also, um, I hit up Twinkle and was like, hey, man, let's let's go do some pre-work scrambles. And uh, it was fun. I mean, I've been up to the Flatirons a long time ago. Never, ever scrambled up there. And uh, Didn't you jump at one point? You jumped from yeah, a rock? There's a, there's a thing called the diving board where you have to jump from this little jutty, jutty, outy rock across to a slab. And I had seen a picture on his on his page of someone jumping up there in the flat irons and i jokingly after we okay so we did three features we did regency the big arch or the arch i don't know what it's called um and the second flat iron so those are three separate climbs that you climb all the way to the top of something and then down the back and then you take a trail to something else and after the first one i jokingly was like oh i sure hope i get to do that jump across and he's like oh yeah we're totally gonna do that then i was like Oh, okay, great. But I was excited about it. You know, I, I um, personally, I have grown a lot in the last six, seven years uh, with my abilities on rock. And um, you've gotten taller. I've gotten taller. I've gotten taller. And, and um, when he told me we were going to do that, I was like, okay, we're going to do that. And it's going to be fine because lots of people do it and it's fine. So it's just like, it's all you just commit. You just got to commit to, you just got to commit. You get up there and just go for it. If you stand up there for a long time, then you freak yourself out. So these two guys, like ultra runners passed us right before the diving board. And they were just like, boop, boop. And then Twinkle went over and climbed down into the crevice so he could take a picture of me from down below. And I was like, it's going to be fine. You know, I got up to the edge and it looked like a far distance, but I saw Twinkle do it and he's much shorter than I am. So I was like, just go for it. And I did. And it was, it was pretty cool. It was fun. He told me that we did up to, for those of you who are in the know with climbing, because I can never tell what class I'm really doing. Um, he said we did up to 5.2. That's above yeah. hiking grade. I know that yeah. much. It was fun. I, I loved it. It was great. Special. what about you? Where you been? What have you been doing? I know you've been in Florida. Yeah, that wasn't much fun. Yeah, uh, that was just field work and it was extremely hot and extremely humid. So uh, not at all fun for the old nade man. Yeah, I've been doing some relocating of things, doing some caretaking of a friend's place for a few months. So I, I've been doing that and uh, and gosh, you know, I haven't really been doing much else. Um, between well, hopefully work, that changes. Between work and uh, yeah, between work and lifing, Moving. I have not done a whole lot of hiking or anything. I'm in the same boat, Spesh. Um, I've been, although some of my work has a, a very small percentage of my work has allowed me to hike around private properties, uh, <laughs> not on trails. So it's well, like, that's at least more interesting than do those gas station stops from yeah, here to New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I didn't talk about my gas station stops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't. I didn't. I didn't mention that. It was not. Not part of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's some local trails that I've gone for like 25 minute runs on somewhat recently. And there's a lot of smoke in Salida. So I've kind of even hesitated on doing a whole bunch of that. And yeah, it's kind of a downer. 
All right. Well, let's move on then. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Actually, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to do, um, we're going to finish off with our donors, give them some shout outs, and we're going to play that final call from B3PO. And you know what? We never, we never heard back from the gentleman last month that was halfway through his walk to the sea. Oh, and yeah. We'll have to follow up with with triple o and see if we got any of those calls but anyway don't go anywhere we'll be back with uh, buck 30 and a shout out to all our donors This is Eric and Lisa. And we never listen to the trail show. All right, folks. We've got a couple of uh, podcasts and books that we might want to mention real quick before we get into our, our donors. I wish D'Lo was still here because I know he's been reading up a storm and probably listening to podcasts. Anyway, um, does anybody want to start off and prompt? Sure. Go for it, P.O.D. Okay. I would like to recommend Camp Walk Along. Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is a group of three guys that have been friends their whole lives. Um, Bison, Marky, and Delta. I don't know if they have different names now. They're hiking the CDT and they're putting out some podcasts from the trail. And I haven't met these guys personally. I messaged with them a little bit. I have listened to a few of their episodes and they have that great quality of just um, down to earth hikers that are just sitting around telling stories and you feel like you instantly know them and like you've known them forever. If you're a long distance hiker, then you know what I'm talking about, that kind of instant connection. And, and also I follow them on Instagram. And the thing that I love about them is they're three friends and they've been friends forever and they've been on lots of adventures together and they are having a blast. And um, it's kind of fun. It's just kind of fun to like, to see that. And I think with them having a podcast from the trail, it's a little easier to get a little more, you know, involved in their journey than just seeing the pictures on Instagram. So I recommend it. Camp walk along. Camp walk along. Excellent. I just listened to episode number 33 on the out and back podcast featuring Emily Ford's winter hike of the ice age trail with her dog Diggins. And if you've heard about that hike, um, this is a good episode to check out. And yeah, hiking the Ice Age Trail in Wisconsin in the middle of the winter is, I think she was only the second person to do it. And if you're curious about what that, what that's like, um, check out that episode. And I, I will say we're hoping to have on a friend. Uh, oh, there's a, P.O.D.'s holding up a, a screenshot of Diggins. Mm-hmm. Um, He's so cute. Uh, She's so cute. Emily Ford's Instagram uh, feed. But anyway, we're hoping to have our good friend Skittles on to talk about the Ice Age Trail, uh, an, an actual like kind of normal season hike of the Ice Age Trail, as that's the way most people do it. We're going to have him on at some point, hopefully later this year, uh, to talk about hiking the Ice Age Trail. So uh, I also say I'm currently reading a book called of wolves and men by barry lopez it came highly recommended to me 
and I'm I'm not far enough into it to really speak on it, so I won't. Spesh, what about you? I uh, don't have anything. I don't really listen to many podcasts. Sorry. You, even out in the field, man, during those field days, you don't. I don't think you understand how much attention is oh, demanded of what I do. Zone out. You can't zone out. Um, yeah, and similarly during the day, I don't. I mean, like I listen to music that's like French so that the lyrics don't distract me, you know? So, um, wow. Yeah. I, uh, don't listen to a whole lot of, of podcasts. Uh, okay. and, uh, most of the audio books that I have listened to at all over the last several months have not really been outdoor related at all. Gotcha. So I don't really have anything to say. By the way, I just got a sample of this apple of my IPA, and it does not taste like an IPA. Oh. Um, the carbonation is really mild. I definitely feel like it tastes like apple juice more than anything. Hmm. It's unique. I've never had a beer like this. I actually like it. I just don't yeah. know how to. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. When I read the description, I was like. Mm not sure about that but it is i think it's delicious yeah yeah there's nothing about this that says ipa at all anyway very good pod did we have some donors this past yes we did have some donors who that oh boy uh maybe i'll start at the bottom oh oh man that's gonna throw me off let's do it let's go okay tyler the kerminator kermonade so could me curtis where the <laughs> Jacob the Iron Triangle Deutsch. Ding 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 ding, ding ding ding. Paul True Love. Tim True. the Hooch Hoochins. Matt Frantom. Frantom. Mantom. It's yeah. Matt Tom. Peter Frantom. Yeah, are we going to read them backwards to. Ma- no, no, God. Mo- Not mo- English. Nefer- mo- English is terrible to Na- read backwards. Nar- narf. Uh, Woody Yukon Caboose. Bass. Bring it up to the end. Bass. First. Bob DMT Trombley. God the God Molecule. Kill Bill Cottrell. Daniel Funded Sharp. Just Eric Robertson. Roberta Soul. Uh, Sarah Compass Haynes. Compass. Mark the Which Nuclear way? Farmer. Homeyer. Narmer. Mm, uranium. Meyer. Homeyer. Said that wrong. Uh, Richie Rich Lemuel Glasgow. 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 The Rosswater Swank. Soda. Soda. Not even filtered. <laughs> Damp. Um. Sun. I think. I think this one we should do backwards. Let's see it. Uh, Hear it. Nasp. Mo. Snad. <laughs> His name's so damn confusing. It always has been. Yeah, really. Uh, Eric Adequate Johnson. Adequate. That'll do. Rachel Dime, I'm a Dime Merchant. Just die now. Already? Come on. Die. Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pits. The Kenosha Kickers. Stephen Robin Hood. Hey now. Dave. Hey. The old crusty geode hail. <laughs> What's inside? Geode. Phil Felipe Gilbert. Gilberto. Patty Sissu Matascala. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. Get about She was the Switchblade and Brian the Big McNamara. Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady. He lost Joseph him. Pecker, 
tomorrow. Hey, Joseph, forget about Tommy the meat popsicle, Stevens. Beep, beep. Tim, not, no, Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tebow saves. Uh, Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha, Sasha Honeydew Codettes. Wesley, the mm. Haggis Addict. Just Greenwood. gotta have it. I need to have my Haggis. Renee Shira, Patrick. Ammon the Brute. Bruce. Uh, Steven, the Hustler Russell. Hustler. Get to get your the hustle weekend. on. Is it that time already? It is. Tomorrow's oh. Friday. Pat yeah. the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of here. Ingrid Gerard. Clayton, Clayton Masterson. Justin Quality Knowles. What a guy. David Bola Pasta as big as your Lurch just, not just Church. Viddy. Hey. Diane Pinkers. Stein. Jeff Cottonmouth Caldwell. I've got some um, water. Trevor smoke it if you got it the bowl man. Sean Weedman. The Weedman. Load it. Bobby Walters. The Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Russ, what a guy. Not fuss. Kinder and last Don't but not least. It. Bernard Wolf. Bernie Wolf. Hey. <laughs> that that yeah. was confusing. Yeah, right? I was all that thrown was off. Did we have any one offs? We did. Peter and Lily Barlow. Shout out to those guys. Barlow. They are going to be doing the Wind River High Route in August. Ooh, nice. Hey, now. Yeah. So, shout out to those guys, especially to Lily. She's a big fan, apparently. Oh, what up, yeah. Lily? Enjoy that. That's a good hike. Yes. Tim, Pedro, Badgett. Badger. Um, And... Cody Benesta, he's the one that sent us the tent stake mm-hmm. deal. Hey, Benesta. On the level. That's right. And we also have Mike Goldtech Irving. Goldtech. Gold. Also, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to read you this real quick. Um, when I was messaging with the Camp Walk Along guys, mm-hmm. um, of this we were messaging, and this was part of our, our thread. By the way, once when I was through hiking the CT in 2017, I was having a super crummy day. I had woken up sore and sluggish and was in no mood to hike. Also, it didn't help that we were in the midst of monsoon season. One o'clock rolls around and surprise, surprise, it started hailing. But just as I'm pulling out my umbrella, a car pulls up and offers me some trail magic. Obviously, I accept. And as we get to talking, I notice he has a trail show bumper sticker. So I tell him I'm a big fan and we chat about the show for a bit. Finally, the rain and hail subsided, and I was feeling infinitely better, so I was getting ready to take off. As I was about to leave, I said, by the way, I don't know if I ever caught your name. And he says, oh, I'm Bernard, Bernard Wolf. It was Gummy Bear. Ah, Gummy. Nice. Yeah. So, kind of a cool connection story there. Yeah. So, yeah. Way to go, Gummy. Cheers to Gummy. That's Completely right. in character. Totally. Of course. That guy's mm-hmm. the... Happiest, sheriest person you'll ever meet. Yep. That's fantastic. Cool. Anyone else? Any other one-offs? You know, if if I've missed you, I say this every show, but particularly in the last month, I've been out and about flitting around yeah, and packing true. and repacking. So, you know, if I ever miss you, just please email me and say, hey, you missed me. POD so at com. Yeah. But make sure you CC the rest of us in so we know she messed up. 
Okay. Yeah, totally. We've got one more audio update from Buck 30. And before I play it, we actually got, apparently we have Buck 30 on the show enough that Pat Dixon decided that it was <gasps> oh. time. Yes, he decided what? it was time for Buck 30 to have his own music. No way. Way. So I am going to play you all Buck 30's new music. That was great. Nice. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I really like that one. I don't yeah. know that Buck 30 deserve, deserves that good of a jingle, no, but I, I like it. I don't think so. I don't think he deserves it at all. So with that hey, uh, let, jingle. Him, let him have this one. Yeah. <laughs> let him have it, right? He's got to have a win out there. All right, here we go. Buck 30's yeah. uh, second check-in. In theory, this is three and a half weeks later. Let's see what's up. Hey there, Trail Show. It's Buck 30 for part two god it's like a it's almost like a month later i think i'm on actually i'm on day 30 of the deseret hiking route larry boy's thousand mile route across utah into the sawtooth of idaho about mile 500 actually heading down to uh interstate 80 where larry boy is actually going to pick me up so it's nice when the the trail creator picks you up for a couple days off Sounds like a supported hike, if you ask mm-hmm. me, but, you know. What, yeah, we're going to have to put that in the notes. Let's keep going. Brett Tucker, Blister Free, has never done that for me. So maybe uh, Blister Free, if you're listening to this, you need to up your game a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been really great. I think last I left off, it was like 106 degrees in the Perea River. Uh, it's been a lot better since then, although... I gotta say, it does feel like this whole global warming thing is is real. I mean, I was definitely a climate denier until until now, but I'm be, I'm in my third heat wave of the summer. What are they? The heat dome heat wave, third one in the middle of like one of the worst droughts, you know, in centuries, and there's like smoke everywhere from God knows where. It feels like apocalyptic apocalyptic out here. I can't say the word. Um, so yeah, maybe this global warming thing is real. Um, but since the Priya River, it's been pretty sweet. Like I've climbed up to the Aquarius Plateau, 
uh, then the Wasatch Plateau, and now I'm in the Wasatch Mountains, and it's just been really beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a really great route. Um, you spend a lot of time at 10 or 11K, um, so it's a little cooler, but then you do drop down sometimes, and ooh, it's been hot. Um, yeah, and if you want to get out here and hike this route, uh, if you remember from the, the Deseret, uh, holy crap, there is a moose right here on the Wasatch uh, uh, Trail that I'm on right now. I'm on the Wasatch Crest Trail. I am actually looking at a moose right here. Pretty cool. What, what timing? Um, I'm going to leave this message while staring at this moose. But yeah, if you want to get out here yourself and do this trail, uh, like Larry Boy said, you just have to show that you've done one day of trail work to get his materials and to let everybody know that it's pretty awesome if you just go to the dark web you can get a fake trail work day certificate in the same place where you get your fake covid vaccination certificate so kind of a two for one deal um but uh, yeah you can get a fake trail work certificate on the colorado trail from some i don't know some username uh, lake bagger salida uh that's that's the username so don't know who that is but that person is providing fake trail maintenance workday certificates so it's the easiest way to get on the desert high route in my opinion that's what i've done uh all right uh gonna clock in hopefully this moose will not uh attack me in the middle oh that would make a fun message all right trail show talk to you next month I assume the moose didn't attack him. As if Buck 30 would know how to get to the dark web. Come on. Okay, I think, so he's calling it the Desiree Trail. I think when we covered it on the trail show, it was called the route in between, the rib. Unless we're talking about two different trails, but the route in between was the trail Larry Boy created and did that went through Utah. and Maybe he's renamed it. Maybe we'll have to get some. He was calling it the Deseret Trail. Yeah, the Deseret Trail. So, and that's not to be confused with the Desert Trail that we had Dirtmonger on to talk about, which is an actual thing. Right. That Larry Boy did not create. So, yeah. Okay. I think I'm completely we're gonna done. To, we're going to have to add these to the glossary. We're going to, oh, we're going to need a whole wiki before we're done. We are. That's right. We're yeah. going to trail wiki. Or you can even on go. Larry Boy Hikes' website, it's still called the route in between. Hmm. So maybe Buck 30 doesn't even know what route he's hiking. Does he even he's know where he is? The desert hiking route. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, on he, his website it's labeled the route in between, but then in the text he calls it the desert hiking route. The DHR? The dir? The the dir. Hmm. The, the dirt? Well, there you go. Inconclusive okay. answers. Very good. But it's not called the Deseret. I don't no. see that written here anywhere. But that this might... is also the guy that says lopers. So maybe he just, yeah, so he... just speech impediment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mispronunciations one after the yeah. other. I don't, I don't we know. We shouldn't make fun of that. Yeah. And the guy has his own music now. So it's a good song. That guitar is on point. Uh, Thank you, Pat Dixon, for that. All right. Yeah, I don't think it's a speech impediment. I think it's mispronunciation. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we bid everyone adieu. There's a new Camping Steve video out tonight um, where he oh, does God. abandoned campground heat wave stealth camping. So get into that, people. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a heat wave everywhere. I don't, I don't know that you even need to add heat wave to your descriptor, but what do I know? Okay. Very good. Unless you all have anything else, 
This is the part of the show where the show ends. I'm just yeah. looking at the Avalanche Brewing Company website, and they've got a lot of really great stuff. Yes. And then? And then some. Thank uh, you, Mike and Lisa. I might have to go down there and get some of this whiteout wit. Eric and Lisa, yeah. Many thanks for the Backcountry Bombers. They have a Sultan IPA. I didn't even know Silverton had a brewery. I mean, I'm glad they do. Big thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Thanks goes to the Princess of Darkness for sharing her adventure on the Southern Sierra High Route, also known as the Socher. Big thanks to um, all our hotline callers, and, and we're sorry we didn't get to any hotline calls tonight, but you too can call in at 720-893-2269 and leave us a message. Maybe I'll put the music in right there. Um, yep, and big thanks again to Eric and Lisa for tonight's beers. Thanks goes to all our great monthly donors. We, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts and the bottom of our food bags. Get yourself a Trail Show koozie and some Trail Show stickers right now by heading over to paypal.me slash the trail show or clicking the PayPal button at thetrailshow.com. You can always find us on Twitter at Trail Show, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We just unsuccessfully listed our first NFT at opensea.io slash asset slash the trail show. Be looking at that. There'll be more to come. Maybe I can figure out how to do it for less ETH than what they want. Uh, We're also on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back in August for our summer sizzler that is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for POD Special 41, D-Lo in New York City, and Triple O, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Ciao, 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 bye. ciao. Bye. bye. Well, my bye. milkshake brings all the boys to the park. Hey, <laughs> shout out <laughs> to Argentina. Shout oh. out to Argentina. Yeah, they just won a little game in Brazil at the Brazilian Cathedral or something. What happened? It was a, a very embarrassing ping, ping pong tournament. Yeah, yep. it was I table tennis. Was uh, yeah. yeah, table Interesting. tennis. Shuffleboard. Yeah, fascinating. So, well, I have to say, uh, in the hotel room, I said to Snickle, that looks like a very small bag of toilet paper. Uh, and then uh, on day four, <laughs> she walks empty. by my tent. She walks by my tent in the morning of day four and she says, I'm down to one square. <laughs> she had one square. She's a professional paper. hiker. How does she not? I mean, at this point, she's got more miles than God. Like, how does I don't she know. not know? I don't know. I don't so know how y'all are on the backcountry bidet. So I gave her dirty. some of my toilet paper, and then she also terribly sunburnt her legs because she only brought enough sunscreen for her face, <laughs> even how though long, she was hiking in a skirt. How long has Snorkel been and walking so, trails? She's got a few I, miles, I think. Fortunately, I brought the three-ounce tube, so she, she did write a book about, about hiking. hiking. And there's then stuff in there about and about then. And then she scraped, her, she scraped her leg pretty bad on a piece of talus, and she had nary a single band aid in her <laughs> in her backpack. And I had three, so I gave her two of mine. And she was like, "Wow, POD, 
it's great hiking with you because you have all this fancy stuff. And I said, yeah, like sunscreen and toilet paper. Like, real like fancy. normal things that you put at least a few of in your bag. All right. I got to go pick up food. All okay, right. Okay, bye. See you bye. next time. Adios. Bye-bye. Leipzig, Germany. And she said, have I talked to you already? And we're like, about what? <laughs> you bring some brown liquor or clear liquor?